Hello everyone and welcome to Bite Size Wednesdays, where we take a bite of life with a bite of your time. These episodes are going to be short and we will be sharing bite-sized wisdom on topics like parenting, education, homeschool hacks, something we're loving. The possibilities are just endless. Sometimes it'll be us sharing on an episode or another time it might be one of my sisters. And eventually, hopefully once a month, we'll have a listener come on and share their pro tip for the month. So if you guys have something you'd like to share, please send us an email or message us. Hope you enjoy. All right, so hello everyone and welcome to the Homeschool Project Podcast. I'm Anita, one of your hosts. And for today's Bite Size Wednesday, I just wanted to share a tool in our homeschool that I truly do feel is so powerful and has uh, at the same time many days saved our homeschool day or even our day for that matter to make it more peaceful and that tool is reading aloud i honestly do believe and and sarah mckenzie was the the first person i had heard her say this which has kind of given me the confidence to to go with it and that is when all else fails if you're having one of those days with your family and you feel like just nothing else can get done, then read aloud. Pick a good book and just gather your family together in a nice cozy area and read aloud together. And that, I think, will be one great accomplishment. And you can even pick a book that that maybe is, I, I always go with living books, okay? So if it's not you know, if you want it to be slightly more educational than maybe like The Mouse and the Motorcycle, then you can pick a living book that's historical or that has to do something with like geography or whatever. And if it's a living book, the reason why I give the living book as an example is because it will engage your kids, even if it is there's learning behind it and they don't even recognize it. So why reading a lot? Why did I want to hit this topic real quick tonight? And I'm going to go through why I love it and um, how that can look in your homes. So I love it because it has really brought a, a love for reading for all of my kids. Okay, our oldest, when we started homeschooling, she had been through the system, the school system, up from, I mean, infancy daycare all the way through second grade. And so we started in third grade. And when we started in third grade homeschooling, she did not enjoy reading. It was not her thing. Um, she didn't care for it. And so we were able now to have more time for that reading aloud, right? We always read to them before bedtime, but it apparently just wasn't enough. And this time we had the time to research better books, good literature, all that. And it worked. It worked. Next thing I know, we see our daughter at night now with the flashlight in her bed, reading a book after we've said goodnight or she's the one reading to her younger siblings like all day long. And and now our second one in line who's seven, he's an amazing reader. And I'm not saying that that would work for everybody, but I do honestly believe that having a literature-rich filled home and reading aloud as a family all the time has really helped and support that love for reading. 
creating that environment for them. And even our four-year-old now, he's not always excited to go and learn the letters, but my goodness, you will catch him with a book all day long, people, like all day long. He will have that book in his lap, carrying it around. I've, I've posted videos and photos. We're on hikes in the middle of the forest and he's carrying a book around and he's even like looking through it and I'm having to make sure he doesn't walk off the cliff or something. But that, I mean, that's really what it's done for our family. So love for reading. I think, and research will show this too, that hearing books being read out loud is just as important as a child reading to themselves. And so when in doubt, if you have a reluctant reader, give them some time, but start reading to them. Read, 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 read until next thing you know, they will just begin to want to, they'll be so into these books now and these stories that they're going to be even more motivated to learn to read themselves so that they can sit up late at night and read those stories when mom and dad or whoever's asleep. Okay, another thing that I love, it's like a time for connection in our home. We come together as one, and it's just such a beautiful thing. Like this, I can't say it enough that I just, I feel like the magic happens when we come together and we read aloud a book, a story, whatever it is. And then another part is that it allows us to teach multiple subjects if we're reading aloud living books, like I said at the beginning. So what are some of the subjects? And I've said this in past episodes, but religion, we read aloud. um, We're doing a living book for religion this year. It's very engaging. History, we do both U.S. and ancient history. Geography, social studies. So if you're uh, wanting to study the different cultures around the world, having a good living book for this is a great way for everybody to learn together and hear it out loud. And literature, any type of great literature. Right now, for literature, we're really into the Greek mythology books. Very engaging for the kids. The oldest, she loves to take over reading alouds. And so this does two things. It gives me a break, and the younger kids now get to hear somebody else's voice besides mom. And uh, the other is that it's great practice for my older child, who is doing the reading alouds, right? I mean, check off reading because she does like half of the subjects that we do as a family together. Another point, audiobooks. Audiobooks count as read-alouds. And we utilize audiobooks in car rides, during lunchtime when everybody's eating and nobody wants to read aloud because we're each of us wants to eat, right? So it's a perfect time for an audiobook. And travel and those are like the three main areas that I always see ourselves with audiobooks. And we just get them from our library, our digital library. So the, the library membership that we have also has an online account uh, platform, whatever it's called. I'm going blank right now because it's like nine o'clock at night. So we check out our audiobooks from them. So they're free. Or you can look at other websites or apps like Audible or something similar to that where you can actually pay for like a, a monthly or yearly membership and you get you know a certain amount of books then or some of them if you dig hard enough I, th- I think Nathan had heard of one that it is unlimited when you pay for it but he has to go ask his coworker because he already forgot the name of that one so if you know what that one is please email us and we'll share and remember read alouds can happen anywhere as they should right It can be indoors. It can be outdoors. We can be reading a book out loud in a car. Uh, If 
somebody doesn't get dizzy, you know, or motion sickness. If not, again, do the audiobook. At a park, right? What a beautiful setting, right? For you to sit like with a picnic and, and read a book together. Cozy corners of your home. Create that environment, that atmosphere in your home that's so inviting to the children that it's that they want to do it and it'll make it memorable. So we have all different parts of our house for reading, whether it's intentionally set up or I just allow it to happen wherever because I really we really do we, our kids can read wherever they want if they want to stand on their head upside down and read a book whatever works for them we we allow it but the intentional locations let's see downstairs we've got two different sofas uh, and, and there's a fireplace for the winter which is great and then upstairs we have a reading room our living room is like our unplugged room where it has no TV and it just has this beautiful Amish built bookcase and different sitting areas, including like a little sitting nook on the floor. And it also has a small electric fireplace in there for the colder times. Uh, in our in our kitchen, we've got our dining table. That's always a great place to read. Our patio, our backyard, on a blanket, on the swing, um, in their curiosity room they've got different reading uh, nooks in there as well so make it inviting have them want to go to those areas and want to read and like I said let your kids move this is not something that if you've got a kid that is is a mover like our son let them move as long as they're not disruptive that's my only rule with my children you can move around if first you're you're still listening and second you're not making noise that will distract others and they're unable to hear the story and then the other is that if they need to keep their hands busy let that happen uh, Sarah McKenzie with the read aloud revival she has on her website a list of different activities examples that to allow your kids to keep their hands busy during read alouds I'm going to try to find that and then uh, link it in the show notes. If not, I will definitely just at least link her website for you to find it. I would definitely not recommend (laughs) Legos, stuff like that. You don't want things that are loud, right? Because imagine you bring your little bin of Legos over and it's that noise of constant Legos moving around. We learned real quick that that doesn't work. So you want things that are going to be a little more quiet, like Play-Doh or drawing or maybe the wooden blocks that aren't so loud. And then maybe for your little ones, like your toddlers, give them a snack and during read aloud time so that it keeps them busy with less disruptions for mama or papa. All right, so then now we're into closing, which is what I wanted to recommend. We did in episode 10 at the very beginning of our podcast, that's right, episode 10, we did an episode on um, the amazing power of reading aloud. So you can go and listen to that. We have some um, statistics in there from research on the benefits of reading aloud and how powerful it can be. And we go into a little more detail on this topic. But remember, this was episode 10. We've come a long way. So our audio was not as great, but I still think that the content is good. So if you can get past the audio, then go ahead and take a listen if you haven't already. And then my other is one that I've already mentioned, which is Sarah McKenzie's Read Aloud Revival. She has a website. She has a podcast, both Read Aloud Revival. Phenomenal. I love her podcast. I just, I only had to listen to so many and I was just sold on what a great tool this is for your homeschool. And again, if all else fails, read aloud together and call it a day on those rough days. She also wrote a book that I have not personally read yet. It is on my list 
because our guests that come onto our podcast keep recommending it, and that's the Read Aloud family. I will link that in the show notes as well. And I'm just going to end this episode with a quote from Sarah McKenzie from this book she wrote. When my head hits the pillow each night, I want to know that I have done the one most important thing. I have fostered warm, happy memories and created lifelong bonds with my kids, even when the rest of life feels hard. All right, guys. And with that, I will end it. I hope you guys have an amazing week. We are continuing on with our home education series. This is the last month of it, so please enjoy these last few guests. And then we will be rolling into our normal topics. Have a great day.